This is Will Montgomery, former Washington Redskins center. Yo, what's good, folks? This is Trey Johnson, the headbanger, yo. And you're listening to Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. Word. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm trying to fight this cold off. But other than that, hey, football season is here, man. One more day, and, and it's time to get in where you fit in. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm a little bummed that summer's officially over. Had a good time at the beach this past weekend, and just now that I'm back, real life's kind of hitting you. We uh, brought a bunch of clothes back from the beach and mm. threw them in the washing machine, and the washing machine's broken. So it's like, Dang. you gotta be kidding me. Could have just washed the damn stuff at the beach. I just wanted to get back here and get ready, and you know, it's been out of town for three months, and now like responsibilities are coming back up. But hey, silver lining is football's here, and it finally counts. And our boys that don't sleep, energy, our man Mike, signed back up. You guys all made us look good, helped us out, and Mike decided to sign back up for the entire football season. All right, Mike, thank you, my man. We greatly appreciate it. We really do. Yeah, 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 man. On top of that, they also dropped pricing. So a case was 30 bucks. He dropped it down to 25, 24.99. And if you use promo code DMV Mess Hall, you're now going to get 12% off instead of 10% off. So Mike's making some moves, man, and it's yeah. definitely added up to some cash back in our pockets and our listeners' pockets and Really excited about that. And I know we're going to have some don't sleep energy we're giving away at the tailgate that people can try out. I know he's going to hook you up for some of your stuff. So really appreciate oh, yeah. us doing that. Oh, yeah. And and uh, the I'm not going to say where just yet, but um, two weeks from now, you know, we've got a venue for the rally in Denver. And it looks like we're going to be having a jersey from our buddies at from Woodbridge Collectibles. So, I mean, Things are falling into place. All we need to do now is win. That's all we need to do now, brother. Well, that's easy, man. Come on. That's it's not a problem at all. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, making some investments, you know, we, we definitely appreciate Mike making the investments into the show because there wouldn't be a show if it wasn't for a sponsor. So y'all do us a favor. Go follow Don't Sleep Energy on all your socials. Order some. Jump on there. He dropped the pricing. You can get some sent to you. Use just your promo code, DMV Mess Hall. That way you get that discount. And he knows it's coming from us. And like we said earlier, he broadcasts, advertises on a ton of shows. Hey, help the little guys out, man. We don't make that junkie's money. So That's right. I uh, just gave Rally a bombshell about uh, some work that might need to be done in the tailgate van coming up. And uh, – we need mm. some help, man, over here. Man, I tell you, when all goes wrong, it goes wrong right now. It could have waited. This Your van, the tailgate van, could have waited until at least January. But no, it wants to do it now. Uh, my I'm mom always said, vans, man, to rent. Oh, there you go. But my mom said, well, we'll go wrong. What can't go wrong will go wrong, and so here we are, and it's going wrong. But that's off the field. We we need to be talking about what's going on the field and throwing up some dubs 
that's what we are hoping for, man. Amen. And speaking of the field in FedEx field, the new Harris ownership group, the hogs decided to invest $40 million into FedEx field. Oh yeah. And, And let me tell you, so basically they say that we have the best fans in football and we deserve the best game day experience. You know, the upgrades at FedEx represent an immediate and tangible step to improve the experience. Something that our ownership group considers a top priority, which I'm glad that they do. And that's coming from Trista Langdon, and she's the senior vice president of operations and guest experience. You know, and and not only are they taking care of, of the fans, they are also taking care of the house, FedEx Field. You know, we will as we as fans will continue to see improvements throughout the season as we continue to invest and make changes to everything. Not some things, everything from basic basic infrastructure to a reimagined pregame ritual. Now, I got to tell you, I've seen some pregame rituals before at visiting stadiums. I can't say that I've seen it at FedEx. So right there, that catches my attention. So I want to see what this pregame ritual that uh, Trista is talking about. And um, she, she goes on to say that she's excited for our fans to come home and to see all the changes on September the 10th. And I can't wait, brother. I I really can't wait. And, you know, it goes further to say, you know, the redesigned fan experience starts on the way into FedEx field. Now, I, I know that everyone always bitches and moans about getting in and getting out of FedEx stadium. Well, now here we are. They're making upgrades to be able to get in and get out. So they say you will immediately be able to see that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Team is branded new signage across the stadium, the exterior, and around the concourses. We are we as fans are encouraged to arrive three hours before kickoff. So all you guys okay. that like to get, get there late, get there late, don't do that to yourselves. Embrace this new fan experience and immerse yourself in, into it. Because I know I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there when the gates open because I want to see all of this. You know, you can head into SeatGeek Legends Plaza where you'll be able to enjoy live music, tailgate games. You'll be able to interact with team partners, activations, and Washington Legends and watch the, the command center. You know, Game Day Live, uh, they also have an early look at the team warm-ups in the Bud Light end zone. The Seat Geeks Legend Plaza gates actually open up at 10 a.m., one hour before the regular gates, with a variety of, check this out, beverages, including domestic beers, starting at what? 675. So if you so if you're a beer drinker and you've been complaining about how much a beer costs, then there's no excuse for you not to get inside. 675 is available until kickoff. And they're going to have yeah, 675 is what I'm talking about, Arnold. <laughs> so they're going to have rotating local food trucks. Look, okay, listen to that word, local. We're not talking about someone coming in from freaking who knows where. We're talking about local people to put money back into the small man's pocket. We talked about that earlier with Don't Sleep Energy Drink. So, you know, they're going to have at the home opener, 
Fans will be able to look forward to a live pregame concert by none other than DJ Cool. And if you don't know DJ Cool, he's known for his hit single, Let Me Clear My Throat. <laughs> I like DJ Cool. He's got a couple good songs out. So the other thing is, the field will also be home to 12 new vendors, food vendors, including Hill Country Barbecue. They'll be in sections 105, 126, and 326. Pardon my cheesecake. They'll be in sections 120, 330, and 402. And for all my D.C. natives, and even if you're not a D.C. native that love D.C. half smokes, they'll be in sections 123, 405. And you know we got to support Paisano's Pizza. They're in 136, 3178. Now, have you ever heard of Washington Grill, Ted? I've never heard of Washington Grill. No, I haven't heard of Washington Grill. I'm, I was actually curious to see what that was. Yeah, I haven't heard of Washington Grill, but they're going to be in sections 119 and Capital Kettle Corn section. I, I know what Kettle Corn is, and I, I partake of that every once in a while. They're going to be in section 137. Now, this is a new one on me. Fuku, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, by David Chang. I'm sure it's going to be an Asian persuasion. Do, do you know anything about that? Yeah, Need so to... David Chang is the owner of Momofuku. And Momofuku, it's okay. a restaurant. He's got like basically a whole empire. It's crazy, oh. man, but it's all Asian stuff. But Fuku is their spicy fried chicken version of it. So imagine Bonchon <laughs> on okay. steroids. Oh, well, then I got to go there. And for everybody that's interested, they're going to be in the club 329 and they're going to be in the upper deck for section 411. Um, and who who doesn't like a hot dog? So you got visitor's dog and that's at section, the club section once again at 317. Loaded mac and cheese is at section 320. And a hometown favorite, Jerry Seafood, they got some of the best crab cakes ever. Oh, man. They're I might section, have to get club seats. I, I know, man. They, they're making it too good. They're going to be in Section 331. And another cheesesteak, PMC cheesesteak, nachos. They're going to be in, once again, Club Banger 338. Swizzler. Now, I don't know if that's the same Swizzler as what you get licorice. I don't know. But if, if so, they're going to be in Section 447. And DMV Crab Rolls, which... I'm going to check them out. They're going to be in sections 102. That's a new location. So, so Swizzler looks like they're on Instagram and they do crispy chicken and smash burgers, man. Wow. Yeah, they're man. based out of Southeast D.C. So talking about keeping it local. I mean, yeah. a lot of these places are all local places other than, I think, part of my cheesesteak. And, I mean, it's, it's great to see because – couple of years back, they did a competition to mm -hmm. get small businesses into the stadium. And you got to go and taste food. And they gave you, I think it was like four different tokens. And you walked around the vendors and you got to cast your vote and see who should actually be back in FedEx Field. I don't think they did that this time. If they did, I'm a little salty. I didn't get an invite. But it's just great to see, man, that they're letting... They're basically taking a page out of the Nats book. Have you been at like Nats Stadium lately? Yeah, yeah. So they do that happy hour up by the uh, Bud Light scoreboard. And before the game starts, you can go up there and get beers for dirt cheap. And they've got a ton of local food all throughout the stadium. And I love going to baseball games, not because of baseball, 
but because of all the food options. So, you know, it, it seems like, hey, if we suck this year, well, I'll, I'll at least be full. And not to beat a dead horse, but it was announced last March that uh, FedEx Field was also going to boast a brand new sound system. And for those that haven't been to a preseason game and all you remember is last year's music or the, the failure of the music, no, 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 no. This year, the music sound system is off the chain. You can hear every word crisp and clear. And if you got a little kid, I recommend you getting some doggone headphones for your kid so that you don't mess their ears up at a young age because they're going to be mad at you when they turn 30. From Why did you have daddy? How come you didn't put the earphones on when we were at, the, at, at Commander's Games? So trust and believe the sound system is phenomenal. The boards are, are great. I mean, it, it's wonderful. So do yourself a favor and get there early so you can partake in all of this. And I can't wait. I can't wait, man. Neither can I, man. You know what this reminds me of? It's we were in Chicago at Soldier Field, walking around together, hanging out, and mm -hmm. it was an old stadium, but they put money into it and it didn't seem old. Right. They just they had upgrades to that thing. I remember you and I chatting about, you know, looking at the Jumbotron, just different little tiny things here where, you know, that lipstick on that pig in I don't think FedEx Field's a pick. A lot of people give her a bad rap because she hasn't mm -hmm. had any investments made in her since Snyder took over the team, since she was built. But $40 million from these guys, you know, the Harris Ownership Group, just making this investment, all these new food options. My only regret is I know I'm not going to try these food options for a majority of them because I'm not walking around the stadium to find them because I don't want to miss a play. So if they would <laughs> stay open later, then I definitely get something. But I do know that we're actually shutting the tailgate down early this week. We've never done that. But we're closing up shop early because you mentioned that new pregame fan ritual. I What the hell can it be? I mean, the Seahawks, they've got their 12 flag that they raise. You go down to Carolina, they're beating that drum. I mean, a ton of other places have these rituals. What's ours going to be? I have no idea. And they've asked us to kind of, you know, close and get people in sooner. I'm happy to oblige because, man, I am damn curious. I've, oh, do you yeah. have any idea what it could possibly do? Unless they're going to ask me to come and sing the national anthem. I, I don't have a clue. No, they, they would have done that when we had the old speakers. That way we can't yeah, exactly. hear you as well. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You, you telling me that folks don't want to hear my melodious voice? Oh, I'd rather them play that old version <laughs> of the new fight song than hear you up there singing the national anthem. That's just me. Wow. Okay. You're okay. a little raspy right now. That's all. I am. But hey, the ladies like it. So that's all that matters. There you go. There you go. You just We got to get you and DJ Cool together so you can clear that throat. But There you go. It's exciting to hear, man, that they're doing this and people don't worry. We're still getting a new stadium. You know, yeah. I saw when this announcement came out, you had a bunch of fans replying back like, don't tell me we're going to stay in FedEx longer. No, they don't want to stay in FedEx longer. But they also understand that if they're going to get fans back, you control the controllables. You cannot control wins and losses on the field. No. You know, but you can control the game day experience. And it's something that I talk to the old regime about constantly. 
Like, what can we do to stop opposing teams' fans from coming? You can't stop that because they're coming to see their teams play. But if you give your fans a better experience to the point of even if we do lose, it's not a complete horrible day, then Mm -hmm. they'll show up. And we all know she sold out for week one. You can still get tickets if you buy season tickets. And I think those are club seats because club seats and those low seats don't count for a sellout because those tickets don't actually count towards that stat. But that's really your only option to grab seats. And, you know, looking on StubHub right now, if you wanted to go to this game, and some of this stuff is inflated because people, you know, are just posting things. I remember I was getting into an argument with a – Redskins fan and they didn't believe me it's like people will sell back in the day a couple of their NFC East tickets just to pay for tickets for the entire season yeah because they knew that the freaking Cowboy fan or Eagle fan or Giants fan would spend the money and it's no different than going up to their stadium they try to do that as well until it gets to the last minute and then they realize oh no one's gonna bite on it so i better go ahead and release these doggone things um it it happens and so you know everybody seems like everybody just wants to fight for some reason instead of just saying okay you know just oh maybe ted is right maybe cap is right you know but no it's it's they want to fight and put their own little juju on it. And it's like, I'm, I'm not here for that. Here's the deal. Nah, man. You can take, I just mute. Take, take my word for it or not. And I'm looking online right now on StubHub. You got two seats together in section 130, row 15, $114 each. That's that's not a bad deal. And yes, that's you got to pay that's fees, deal. but that's a damn good deal. So you're talking end zone. That's Rally's view, 15 rows back. So you're not so close to the field. $114 a ticket to go. I mean, there is stuff out there. So don't let the commander's tweets out there saying that she sold out and this and that mean that you can't actually make it. There are a ton of tickets left out there to me at reasonable prices. I mean, I'm looking in the lower bowl and there are a ton of tickets less than 150 bucks. So do yourself a favor. If you do want to go jump on there, see what you can find. I mean, yes, these are resale tickets, but I mean, StubHub's reputable. I mean, I know the team works with SeatGeek. Maybe you can find something on there. But, man, there are people coming in from the U.K. Uh, before we started the show, you and I were talking offline about the rally mm-hmm. that they're hosting on Friday, downtown D.C. There's a couple of people flying in from England and London just to be there. And That's not awesome. because it's a home opener, but because Dan is gone. It's crazy, yeah. man. People were just waiting. They were in the starting blocks waiting to hear that he was gone and the gun went off. And now I can say that we're back. We're back at least, at least 90%. We still got some people out there who are like, eh, which, okay, no problem. But for the most part, we're back. And for those people that have decided to make that investment back to FedEx and back to the team, hey, God bless you. Seriously. Thank you. Hats off to you. I'm not going to say we're back 100% because we always do well week one. To me, that Bears game, I know, team's not sold out. So there's a ton of tickets. It's tough because it's a Thursday night, so maybe some people can't make that. The Bills game, pretty much sold out, and that's not because of Commanders fans. That's because Bills fans bought them up before the team was sold. 
And after that is going to be the Eagles, I think. So <laughs> there's going to be some people saying, well, all oh, the Commanders fans gave up after week one. They're not going. No, it's just the fact that the team was sold after these tickets went on sale and these other fan bases bought stuff. And it, it goes back to me getting into a fight with the team last year. You should never allow division game tickets to go with single tickets. They should always be forced to package those with other ones to keep other fans out. That way yeah. your fans get to go, but they're doing a ton of activations around town that rally downtown DC on Friday night. If anyone's around town, I plan on being down there. I'm trying to find the information on it, but I know it's Friday night downtown DC. I think at five o'clock at a park. Yeah. I think it's like 17th and I, something like yeah. that. Offhand, I don't remember the name of the park. And I know that doesn't, our listeners no good, but um, it is a, it's a central location. And I would tell you to either use rideshare or Metro because there's a Metro stop, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's like, two to five minutes away so definitely use that um why are you looking for that ted i got a question for you why do you think that the team i mean i know they went with seat geek i don't have a problem with that you got to go with the ticket provider but seat geek doesn't allow you to save your ticket in your wallet like you could do previously so you don't have to try to go to the site and 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 find your ticket you could go to your wallet we got to get that back. So SeatGeek downloads a ticket to your phone automatically. You just have to open their app. It won't go to your wallet, but it, you don't have to re-download it. So even if you had no cell signal, anyone can try this. Download the ticket to your phone and then just put your phone on airplane mode and open the app up. You'll just go right back to it. It, it won't be a problem. It is kind of annoying that they don't have that functionality built in to move it to your wallet, but the other part was, you know, I hate how SeatGeek makes you transfer stuff individually. And there's yeah. just a, a couple of different things there. It comes down to money. I mean, these guys are in the business of making money. And I'm sure SeatGeek paid more to switch. I don't know if other teams are using them. It was annoying because I would have to have a Ticketmaster account for the Buccaneers and for the Seahawks and for the Lions going to these away games. I mean, shoot, you know. And next thing you know, I'm getting advertisements from the Chicago Bears. They went to one game there, <laughs> yeah. and I'm never going back. And it's just such a pain in the ass. I wish they could just kind of standardize on this stuff. But first world problems, man. Yeah. All but right. That I got only, the info. That's the only question I had. Shoot. So it's at Franklin Park from Franklin 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock. So Franklin Park is downtown D.C., complimentary fan giveaways, live entertainment, performances from the Commander's Marching Band, from the command force. Uh-oh. Major Tutty's going to be there. The Meet and greet The Washington Legends. And special appearances from current commanders players subject to change. So this is at 1332 I Street Northwest. Like Rally was saying, I mean, I definitely recommend people taking public transportation. You know, if take the metro down there. There's a stop that's not too far away. Trying to pull this up. Yeah, you're right there at 13th and I. The mm -hmm. McPherson Square Metro is That's at what it is. 14th and I. I mean, it's right there. You're talking a half a block a over. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to that park before, Ted? I have, man. I have. It's right across from the park at 14th. So I've definitely spent plenty of time there late night when I probably shouldn't be trying to sober up. But Ooh, yeah, man. Okay. It's, 
They've it's redone a, it's the a pretty big park. Oh, yeah. It's a massive park. They completely remodeled the park. So if you haven't been downtown in a long time, you won't recognize it. But for those of y'all that have been around for a while, it is across the street from the park on 14th Street. So that nightclub that's right downtown, it's been there forever. Gotcha. So it, it's going to be fun. And I hope to see some fans out there. I hope Mother Nature holds up. But I ain't going to lie, man. I could use some rain right now because it is hot as hell outside. And, and we're supposed to be in fall. So somebody <laughs> didn't, didn't get the memo. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not going to yell at Mother Nature because she was good to me all surf season. But right now, <laughs> I'm trying to do some tailgate prep. And this is the third shirt I've changed into today because I just sweat my ass off. Gee, man, I don't, I don't want that. No, but speaking of sweating your ass off, the team was actually out there today practicing. So they've actually had off until today. Because of the Labor Day holiday, the NFL actually gave players off Monday and Tuesday. So today wow. was the first time they were back in practice. I was actually kind of concerned. Is that going to give them too much of a time off? But since we last talked and they were on the field, they brought back an old familiar wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So you caught this. Yeah. Jamison Crowder yeah. is back. He's on our practice squad. We drafted him for those of you new people to the show and to the team. He was drafted by the Redskins in 2015. He left us to go play for the Jets, and he played with the Bills. He actually broke his ankle with them last year. He only played four games. But Rivera was asked about it today. He's going to be catching punts. And the injury report came out today. I am not surprised that Dax Milne all of a sudden showed up on this injury report. I don't know. Are you say it, say it ain't so. <laughs> say it ain't so. <laughs> I mean, oh, Dax, Dax Milne groin did not practice today. So now, if you remember, didn't we hear a couple weeks back that he had this uh, injury of some sort, a groin injury? I mean, yep. if you remember, I, re I remember hearing that because they thought that Cas. I believe was going to be able to show out on the third preseason game, but he kind of dropped the ball. So because of Literally. that, look, yeah, look who just happened to slide his his thirty year old self right into the mix, man. Go ahead, Jameson. It's interesting because if you remember, Rivera talked about Milne before the Bengals game during practice after one of his press conferences, but Milne played the Bengals game, so yeah. that groin. I mean, someone must have gotten there and massaged that thing and he was okay. But all of a sudden, Crowder gets back. And I'm not saying it's a phantom injury, but it's, you know, B. Mitch, some of the old guys talk about it. Like, they basically cough and tell you, hey, uh, you're not going out there. And if you want to get paid, make sure you go along with this type of thing. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying they're going to come to an injury settlement or what's going to happen, but I don't think there's any concern about Dax getting picked up by another team or what's going on. And my only thing is... Crowder has not returned punts in a long time. And he didn't return any punts or kicks in 2021 at all. And in 22, he only played four games because he broke his ankle. So what's he been doing this entire time? And we're going to send him out there. And yes, he's only on the practice squad and they can elevate him. So that's not a problem. But are you concerned that they might be elevating a flat-out cold Jamison Crowder versus a Dax Mellon who has a, I don't want to say fake groin injury, but, you know, something going on. No. And the reason why I say Naz, nah because it's one of those things, man. It, it, what's the old saying? You know, 
get back on your bike. You know, you never forget. And yeah, you might be a little rusty, but I guarantee you that that man has been practicing with a jugs machine at his house or on his couch, sitting on his couch, <laughs> catching, catching balls for this moment. And here it is. Don't be surprised, like you said, if he gets elevated and he plays his first game back as a commander on Sunday. You, you never know. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that's the case because I was concerned they're bringing him here because of Terry and Terry's status. But no, nah, I can't see that. John Kahn put this tweet out earlier. Terry McLaurin said he was a full participant today, said he wouldn't have been out there if he wasn't confident in his toe. I'm not feeling any limitations, he said. Mm. And according to the official report, he's listed with a toe and he has him as limited. But according to Terry, he's good. And I okay. trust Terry not to put himself in a bad situation. And you know uh, Tim and Trey from the tailgate? Mm-hmm. Trey does a check-in. Yeah. So his kids were hanging out and went to an autograph signing with Terry McLaurin. Terry is standing beside his kids. And you heard what I said, standing beside his kids. Thinking, you couldn't have him sitting down in a chair and take a picture with your kids. Your son is like three feet tall. I mean, he didn't have to. He's putting pressure on that toe. And this was last week when his injury was, you know, definitely more fresh. But I'm yeah. like, if he doesn't play on Sunday, I'm blaming you and I'm blaming your kids. And we're going to have some words. We're having him stand up next to the kid. Yeah, I, I was worried, man. I, we need Terry out there. And there's some fans that, like, well, it's the Cardinals. We're seven-point favorites. Do mm -hmm. we re really need Terry out there? Don't do that to yourself. I mean, don't do yeah. that to the to our fan base. Hey, this is the NFL for a reason. And, and a lot of times, how many times have we seen our squad lose when they were supposed to win and win when they were supposed to lose. It's the NFL. They get paid as well. So so forget all that nonsense. Arizona is going to come to play. Now, how about this? We all can relate to what Colorado did to TCU. Everyone said, oh, it's going to be 20-point dogs. There's just no way. Don't do that to yourself. All right? The Cardinals are coming to play as well. Yeah, this is actually what Ron Rivera said about having to get his players ready to play against the Cardinals and are they potentially looking past them? Last year, when you guys played the Texans, who were one of the worst teams, you kind of had to, or you reminded the group to take it seriously and all that. Do you have to do that for uh, the Cardinals, given that they're seen as one of the worst teams in the league, or is it just because it's week one, you don't have to, the guys are ready to go? No, you don't have to. I mean, these guys understand, these are professionals. These guys get paid just like everybody else does, Matt. So, um, and even last year when we were playing, we were playing Houston. You know, guys, anybody can beat anybody in this league. It's just the way it is. And so you have to go out and you've got to play. And you, you, you better show up because if not, you know, any team in the NFL can beat any other team. It's that, it's that on any given Sunday, it's, it's not the best team that wins. It's the team that plays the best. And so we have to play our best every Sunday. He finally said something I agree with, man. <laughs> it's... Not the best team. It's the team that plays the best. And, man, you got so many fans out there that are acting like we're the Kansas City Chiefs. We might have mm. the enemy, but we are not the Kansas City Chiefs. We averaged 18 points per game last year. We need every offensive weapon we can get out there. Now, let me 
end that statement with, if Terry ain't 100%, I don't want him out there. But if Terry said he's good, then I believe Terry. And I don't think he's going to put himself in a situation where he can't handle it. Because this ain't a playoff game. And he also understands that, hey, this is just practice. But it was exciting to see him running routes today during practice. To me, the true test is going to be, does it hurt tomorrow? Is he going to have to take a shot? What's going to happen? Because I'm sure there's some adrenaline running Mm -hmm. through his veins at this point. How's he actually going to be tomorrow? And that's really going to be the true test if he can actually make it on Sunday. But someone else I was surprised to see, Chase Young was actually out there too. He was padded. And John Kime has this tweet. says, Chase Young, when asked about playing Sunday, said, I'm ready to go. Just need final approval from the doctor, but said he feels fine. Mm, okay. You're buying like it? Hit. Uh, hey, it, from his lips to God's ears, hey, that's all I can say, you know? And I think the thing also is this, he has to say that. You know what I mean? Because right now, people are looking at him as a bust in D.C. They just are. So yeah. if, he came, if he came out and said anything other than that, then people are going to like get rid of him already. So he's got to say that he, he, he's got to, as you say, fake it till he makes it. And so we'll see what happens. And, and all eyes are going to be on him as far as the defense is concerned to see what he does. So we're going to, we're going to see, man. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for all the smoke. I'm ready for it. It's a contract year. I mean, that young man is playing for his future. And yes, he has gotten paid a ton of money. And he had endorsements. So it's not like, well, granted, I don't know his financial situation, but assuming that he did well and invested that money mm-hmm. and didn't waste all of it, you know, seeing him come down in his charcoal Bentley or whatever that carbon fiber Bentley is down uh, <laughs> Joe Gibbs Road over there at the park. I mean, that thing's nice, but I don't think it cost him his entire contract. You know, hopefully he's okay. But if Chase is able to play, and it was a stinger, so you have people wondering, what's taking so long? It's a stinger. Well, Rivera actually admitted, I want to say it was yesterday, because the Cardinals coach did not want to admit who their starting quarterback mm-hmm. was going to be. Rivera actually came out and said when he was asked, by, I think it was Matt Paris, that there's a little gamesmanship going on from him as well, because he technically did not need to give any type of injury report until today. He was being a dick about it and Mm -hmm. actually being snotty with some of the reporters, but he technically didn't have to give anything until today. And to me, it's all about delivery. You know, that's what it comes down to with anything in your life. Just the way he delivered it, you know, kind of rubs some people wrong. But hey, if Chase is out there, do you trust him to play within the system? Or... Do you think, because Chase is chasing that paper, he's going to play kind of selfishly for him? Well, I I believe that he may start off playing the system. And if he feels that the system isn't working for his benefit, then I see maybe he may switch up a little bit because and he get frustrated. But as you said, it's a contract year for him. And, and how many times have we heard, trust the system, trust your coaches. We're not going to put you in a bad position to, to fail. So I think because it is a contract year for him, 
he's going to trust the system unless he gets frustrated. And if he gets frustrated, that's when you pull him out and talk to him and then put him back in. I hope you're right, because part of the problem was when he was there, he wasn't rushing for his one. Mm-hmm. And those wondering, go back, listen to a past, past podcast. I think that's what it's named. But the team was not doing that. And they were creating running lanes. We had a hell of a time during this preseason with running quarterbacks. And the Cardinals actually did come out and name their quarterback. It's going to be Josh Dobbs. So Dobbs has some legs. He, He's he got wheels. Yeah. He is playing for his future. And it reminds me of uh, that movie, The Replacements. You remember uh, Clifford Franklin? The Clifford guy Franklin. with stick him on his hands? Uh-huh. And he's talking about basically Clifford Franklin in the third person and how yeah. he's looking out for himself <laughs> and then this and that. And he kind of calms down and then starts to be a team player. It just it worries me a little bit that we're going to get a freelance chase to a degree, trying to make those highlight reels. And we've got a lot of running quarterbacks coming our way. And if he's not disciplined, it's going to be an issue. I just hope that Del Rio and the guys kind of rein him in a little bit Mm -hmm. and make sure that he plays with the other guys on that line in mind and doesn't hang them out to dry and put them on an island. Exactly. And what's going to have to happen is, hey, when you see it, I guess the first thing you'll do is talk to him. Second thing, you'll pull him out of the game. It has to be that way. It it really is. I mean, he's the second round pick a second pick in the actual draft. And, you know, you just, you kind of don't trust his judgment to a degree, but a guy who I do trust hundred percent is Logan Thomas. And he was nowhere to be found on the injury list. So that is great news because he hasn't actually done anything. I want to say since beginning of August. So fingers crossed, he keeps this up and he's good because we all know how important that tight end is in that Eric Bieniemy style offense and what Travis Kelsey did. And I think Kelsey's going to miss the home opener for the chiefs tomorrow and how they're freaking out up there in Kansas city. Well, not that Logan's Kelsey, but I mean, we all know what he can do when he's healthy and Mm -hmm. Sam could definitely use that tight end safety blanket. If you will. It goes back to when we had Jordan Reed, I mean, Jordan Reed, when he was healthy, he was the bomb.com on the field. So here it is now. Logan, I'm hoping that he's good to go because he can be impactful. (laughs) Side note, you ever hear Jordan talk? No. (laughs) I got to pull up a clip of Jordan Reed talking and send it to you. It's like, you see people. I I used to get this before because meeting people, in person that had never heard me talk before. They said, my voice doesn't match the uh, the face or whatever else. <laughs> okay. Like you see Mike Tyson, the voice does not match. No. You see Jordan Reed, the voice does not match. And it's not quite Mike Tyson level, but huh. it's up there, man. I'll send this to you. And our listeners that haven't actually heard Jordan Reed talk before, I'll tweet something out there. Curious to hear what y'all think, because not trying to make fun of the guy. It just, it doesn't match like, the body and the profile or what you would I, think. I, I have heard him talk and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little off, man, but I, I do miss him out here. It was a bummer to see his career go the way it went, but we've got some exciting tight ends on our team and hopefully these guys do step up. 
I was actually surprised to see the list of captains that were selected. You get a chance to catch this. Yeah. And, and uh, the fact that Sam is a captain, I mean, speaks volumes. I believe that, you know, you want your QB one to be a captain, your leader. I mean, he touched the ball every play. So you want him to be a leader. Jeremy Reeves. I mean, I wasn't shocked at that because he puts his heart on the field all the time. So I was very happy with that. What about you? What'd you think? So I hear that you want your QB one to be the captain, but just going back, Carson Wentz was a captain. He did not, to me, really have that captain leadership in him just from watching practice and being out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick was a captain. Uh, the guy just got here for a cup of coffee. I just, they made I don't a know. Captain. Dwayne Haskins, you know, RIP was a captain. And we all know how that went here. And Ron basically didn't want him and was forced to play him. So do you think Sam earned being a captain? Or um, did the coaches basically kind of nudge the players, hey, let's make him one? Well, I'm going to hope that Eric Bienemy, Coach Bienemy, saw something in him and said, hey, this guy is who you want to lead you. That's what I'm going to hope. Uh, that's all I can say, brother. You know, any, anything is possible. But uh, I think that they, they saw something in him and realized that he can he can carry the weight and so he deserves it. I agree with you. Seeing how he commanded the huddle, watching him mm -hmm. during preseason, watching him out at camp, and seeing how he led those guys. And he doesn't look lost out there. He doesn't mm -hmm. look like a deer in headlights at all. He's correcting vets and telling them where to line up. He's changing yeah. protection. So I do believe he deserves to be the captain. And those that don't know, it's selected by the players. It's not selected by the coaches. So... I was surprised that Kendall Fuller, it's only his second year being captain, and also Tress having it only been his fourth year being a captain, considering Tress has been our best offensive and defensive weapon the past how many years he's been here. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times, man, people don't give the kick the punters any respect. So, But when he is getting the ball and, and they're downing it, Within the five and the ten, oh yeah, you know it's only so many so many times you finally say no. This guy needs to be a captain. So he's been here nine years. He's yeah. been a baller all nine years, but he's only been a captain for four. So I was just I don't know. I was kind of shocked. I am happy that they did name these guys captain. And to finish the list off, Terry, four year captain. John Allen, five year captain. So those of you that have that John Allen jersey. You might need to update it because now his captain patch is going to get like all that like gold or whatever it is on there. The, that the, whole four, thing star, yeah, the four stars in gold. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually pretty badass. And the thing is, you've got two vocal leaders. John, as we all know, and as most of the nation knows, will put guys in their place if they don't do what they need to do. I mean, he went after his own brother on national TV. In Dallas. That's right. Terry did the same thing during practice this year when it got chippy and guys were knocking guys down and mean mugging them and basically fighting with each other. So I'm excited that those two guys are back, that they're stepping up. And this matchup against the Cardinals, I know a lot of people 
are really taking them for granted, but you've got a new coaching staff, mm -hmm. Jonathan Gannon. It's his first season as a head coach coming in. They got a brand new offensive coordinator and you got a brand new defensive coordinator. And it reminds me, you like to talk about 2012. It reminds me of 2012 when we came out to New Orleans and you had an offense that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, Shocked the world. Yeah. So do you think we're going to get that from the Cardinals or you kind of, eh, it's Zona? I'm going to say this mirrors 2012 like I've always been saying, man. And let's face it, I said it before, you know, we didn't know what the, the offensive line was, was, was porous. It was. But what made the offense work was RG3's wheels. So we know that Sam has some wheels. And let's face it, we haven't seen Coach Bienemy's true offense yet. We hadn't seen uh, the Shanahan's offense in 2012. We thought we did until they broke it out. And we were like, what the hell? So I think that we're going to be in for a pleasant surprise. I really do. So the spread's seven. And I think it was Neil Greenberg wrote in one of his articles that we haven't shut a team out since 1991. I think some ridiculous stat like that. There are you know, fans that are thinking that this is going to be one. I, 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 okay, I love a shutout. But at the same time, you know, I feel as though this, that we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. And what I mean by that is, so we beat the Cardinals. There are going to be people that say, well, you should have beaten the Cardinals. And then there are going to be people who say, well, you didn't play anybody but the Cardinals. So, and then if we lose, you guys lost to the Cardinals. You know what I mean? So, yeah. no matter what. And so you, you're probably right that a shutout will, will close the door. But even with a shutout, you're going to hear, well, I mean, it was the Cardinals. You were supposed to do that. So, and I think I said a couple weeks back, all right, let's just say we beat the Cardinals. Cool. Let's say we uh, go to Denver and beat Denver. I said that the, that the true test that will possibly shut the naysayers up is we come back home and we stomp those bills or even just beat them by a point. I don't care, but we beat them. I think at that moment, then people will probably start to say, hmm, okay, we're serious this year. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, I don't understand this new excitement that we're going to be an offensive juggernaut because we haven't been. And the Cardinals are favored to win, I think they're over-unders four and a half games this season. So I think we're going to beat them. I've got, you know, some money in my FanDuel account. It's not, you know, four figures, but I'm putting some money down on us this weekend. And mm. I think it's going to happen. But All right. are we going to blow them out? I don't think so by any means because – it's it's also going back to the replacements. I, I don't know. I love that movie for whatever reason, but at the very end of the movie, when they're getting ready for that last game, and it's the picket line against Dallas, and the Sentinels are going out there, and Gene Hackman's making that speech, basically saying, you know, you're a caged animal. There is no tomorrow for you. There is no tomorrow for Dobbs. He is a what a seven year vet. He was drafted in 2017 by the Steelers. 
He's been in and out of this league. That young man is going to do everything he possibly can do to put tape up mm-hmm. to try and get a job someplace else. He knows that this is not his team. This is Kyler Murray's team. And I don't even think it's Kyler's team. I think that they're tanking to try and maybe draft Caleb Williams or someone else. And it was actually interesting to hear Williams come out and say that he might stay in college one more year, depending on who gets the first round pick next year. Because I'm thinking to myself, granted, I'm not a rock star on a college campus, but I'm thinking to myself, NFL money or NIL money? I'm taking that first round pick NFL money all day long. Every day, bro. Every day. NIL money will will get you through. <laughs> NFL money will keep you through it, if that makes oh, sense yeah. to everybody. It's generational at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's what scares me about this game. Not knowing what Dobbs is going to do. Granted, he's only been there since August 24th. He got traded to the Cardinals from the Browns. And I wanted to go back and look at the Browns tape when we played them just to see what he did. But being realistic, I think we're going to win this game. I don't think we're going to win this game by seven. Part of me kind of wants to take the Cardinals getting the points or maybe tease that up a little bit because it's the NFL. We'll see what happens. But we did a poll out there and asked some well-known reporters around the D.C. area their season predictions for the Commanders. Where do you see us actually finishing, and do you think we're going to make the playoffs? Well, this is that clip. Hello, everybody. This is Scott Abraham with ABC7. I am the sports anchor there, and I'm going to give you my season prediction for the Washington Commanders. I think the Commanders will finish the 2023 season 8-9. and nine. Good, but not good enough. The Commanders just missing out on the playoffs. Sam Howell shows some promise. Now the big decision is going to be from the ownership group. What are they going to do with Ron Rivera and this coaching staff? Is 8-9 and nine good enough? That's my prediction. 8-9 and nine for the Washington Commanders in 2023. Hey, what's up? This is ZB from the Sports Junkies. You can check us out on 106.7 The Fan or watch us on NBC Sports Washington. Uh, as far as the commanders and their record goes, this could go a lot of different ways. I'm cautiously optimistic about this team, but I don't want to get too carried away because the schedule's difficult. I put them on 9-8, and eight, which is a winning record, slightly better than last year, but the tougher competition I think is going to ultimately hurt us, and I think we'll finish just a little short of the playoffs. But I'm very open to the possibility of being way wrong and Sam Howell actually being the truth. I think it's possible. And he might be able to steal a few extra games that Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz obviously never could. What's up, DMV Matt Hollians? This is Mitch Tischler from the Beltway Football Podcast. And uh, for this season, I'm, uh, I'm a little – I have a little higher expectations than I did uh, – pre-training camp for these guys. I, I originally thought they were going to be around a seven-win team. I've now flip-flopped that from seven and ten to ten and seven. I like what I've seen from Sam Howell. I like what I've seen from the offense. I think they're going to be able to go out there and win some ball games on their own, just out, flat out outscore the opponent. And so uh, I have a couple extra wins for them. So ten and seven, and they sneak into the seventh spot in the NFC uh, playoff picture. So that's my prediction. What up? It's the youngest in charge, Will Willingham, with 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. 
giving you all an official 2023 record prediction for the Washington Commanders. I woke up this morning feeling like 10-7, and and they sneak into the postseason, kicking off the Josh Harris era the right way. Really appreciate Scott, EB, Mitch, and Linnell for chiming in, leaving us a voicemail, and giving us their predictions. And, man, I'm I'm torn because I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. And I do think that our floor is seven wins. It's just, what's our ceiling? So your bet, my bet, us taking the over on six and a half, I think we're good. We might as well just spend that money right now. But Ooh, see, ooh, your confidence kills me, brother. But okay, go, go ahead. I just, I think we can do it. It's just, what's our ceiling? And realistically, where do I see us finishing? Listening to Mitch talk and listening to Linnell talk, I'm, I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now. I had us at a different number. But listening to those two guys, I think I'm going to go 10 and 7, man. Mm. I think I'm going 10 and 7. I'm changing it from what I put down this afternoon. But I think I'm going to go 10 and 7. And I do think we're going to this is going to bite me in the ass because someone's going to play it later, but I think we're going to make it, man. I think we're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if we're going to host a game. I don't think we're better than the Cowboys or the Eagles in the division, but I do think we're better than the Giants. I do think we're going to sweep the Giants and get some payback from that BS that happened to us last season. I'll find out how we get that other 10th win because I had us going 9-8 and eight and missing, mm-hmm. but I think we can pull it off, man. What do you say? I see, and I hate to piggyback out after you, but I see 10 and 7. Um, and and uh, nine, 9 or 10 games, that, that's wins. That's, that's what I believe. Um, and, I, and I still feel as though we could do more because of, I just feel that Eric Bieniemy is going to bring something a different, to us a different wrinkle when the time comes because let's face it scott turner he didn't and if we had a different play caller or different even calls being played or plays being called excuse me that it would have changed things they knew what we were going to do i think that eric Bieniemy has the mindset and the smarts that will keep teams off balance. And that's what's going to give us that extra win and have us get into the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I said You're right, man. I, I think it's the B enemy effect that has us excited. But I know Mitch isn't going to fall for that and Lamell, but just being out there, seeing all the players. Man, I'm curious to see how this all pans out. When the season comes along, I'm excited to go through another NFL season with you. And we got our friends at Don't Sleep Energy joining us for it. Speaking of which, this segment sponsored by them. Who should the Cardinals not sleep on from the commanders? Well, I can tell you right now, Ted, if Chase Young doesn't do what he's supposed to do, you better not sleep on James Smith-Williams. Because he's really? gonna come in, he's gonna come in and create some havoc. Watch what I say. I did not see you going with a James Smith Williams. 
Yep. Okay. Yep. So I'm I'm gonna go easier. <laughs> I'm going Jahan Dotson. If Terry isn't a hundred percent, and if he's gonna be out there as a decoy ish, then I think that the Cardinals should not sleep on Jahan Dotson. That young man has proven he can line up everywhere on that field. And you don't look, he's going to burn right past you and just toast your ass. And I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to it. I think we win this game this week. I don't think we win by seven, but I do think we win this game this week. And we head to Denver. Everyone gets to hang out where you're hosting your rally. We have a good old time. But what's your prediction? For as far as points are concerned, I see uh, I see 21-14. Really? Yep, 21-14. Okay, 21-14, Commanders. Yep. All right, you heard it here. It sounds like we got a uh, unanimous Commanders win this week. Fingers crossed it stays that way. But we really appreciate you guys chiming in. Once again, appreciate everyone else helping us out with a pick. And looking forward to seeing you all out of FedEx Field this week. Can't wait. And once again, no matter where you are, what you're doing, you rep it hard or you don't rep it at all. Tailgate Ted, rally captain. With Sam. How